Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Dan. Happy, Happy Saturday, Dan. Hey, you're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen here with Dan Altina, and we have got a surprise show planned for today. I don't know yeah. if I should say that. I don't know how big a surprise it is. It's not a surprise. It's well, it is different. It's it's a little different. I'm yeah. I'm not going to tell people what it is, so that technically oh, then, does they, make yeah. it a surprise. Yeah. But don't get all excited. It's not like an amazing surprise. Not like a birthday surprise kind (laughs) of surprise. But it's still kind of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun for the last three quarters of the show, right? Right. And it's going to be great info and a lot of fun along the way. That's coming up. All about paint, helping you get... I don't want to say any more. That's enough. That's enough. Right now, let's talk about an article that was sent my way. And here's the scoop. There's a paint color that you can put on the exterior of your home in an area. You know, just somewhere on the exterior or one paint color in particular that will net you up to $6,500 more when you're selling your home. Wow. Right? That's really cool. Now, if if I would tell you it's a huge paint project, that makes it less exciting. Yeah. What makes this really exciting is the article is making the claim that if you paint your front door black, that's what's going to net you potentially up to $6,500 more Uh than had you not done that. And here's the deal. It's a report filed by Zillow, All right. the online place for real estate talking our listings. goods, yeah, real estate stuff. And Zillow looked at 135,000 photos from old houses across the country, and they were looking to see how paint colors have impacted sales. And one of the things they found was that homes with charcoal or smoky to jet black front doors sold for $6,200 more than expected. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, that's not necessarily causation. Right. You know, it, it's it's a finding. It's a correlation. But it doesn't mean that the front door is technically causing that. But it is intriguing. If it's, you're selling your house, why take a chance? Yeah. It's very interesting. And yeah, when you consider that a front door, you're looking at a quart of paint. The article, I guess, you know, they go on to say that a front door, you can paint it for 100 to $400. <laughs> $400 paint job on a door. For a front door is in. Sanity. That must be a special, special Unless you hired 12 contractors to come in and order and just keep doing little bits of the project, really, a quart of paint and the tools should be well well under under, $100. Well under $100. Exactly. So anyway, with that kind of expense, the time involved with painting a front door, a few hours, you know, an afternoon- It really is compelling to think that I could add the value. Now, last week we talked about not painting based on resale value exclusively. Right. You know, I think we tempered it as we talked about it. But if not, if you are selling your house, of course, you're making color choices based on resale value. What we were talking about last week are people who really have no intention of moving at this point. But they're still decorating with that in mind. Still worried about that. Right. So that's what we were talking about last week. This week... Who knows what's coming out of our mouths, honestly. No. <laughs> Let's contradict each other ourselves. Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's not really what we're doing. So what about black? Should everybody right now rush out? Everybody who's got going to sell their market, house. Should they rush out and get black on the wall, on the door? Well, there's a few things to think about before you run out and do that. And the first one would be simply this. Will you void your door warranty? Right. Now, a lot of people maybe don't worry about their door warranty. You know, some of them are transferable. A lot of them aren't. So when I bought my house, there are no warranties on the door that, that I'm to aware of about. for sure. To, uh, yeah, to worry about at all. So 
I'm not going to avoid anything. Right. But if you just picked out a brand new door, most likely as you were going through the process of purchasing it, you were looking at door warranties, asking questions along those lines. And yes, it's very possible that painting a dark color on a door, especially if that door is not protected from the elements. So if it's exposed to the sun and you put a dark color on that door, it's very likely that you're voiding that door warranty. So keep that in mind. And that's because of heat. Right. And right along those lines, let's just move into the next consideration. If you've got a storm door, again, you would probably, even if you're not worried about your door warranty, I don't care about my door warranty, but if I've got a storm door in place- Yeah, you care about your door. Yes. If I paint my interior, my entry door black with a storm door in front- Nice little oven you've made there. An oven that will damage that door most likely. Yeah. Especially if there's any plastic on it, it'll warp it. The heat will build up dramatically. So think about that. Probably avoid black if you've got a storm door. What about fading? Fading really is not an issue with black. Yeah, so black's not going to be a big issue in that regard. It's the heat. It's the heat, exactly. It's All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start our surprise yes. segment. So everybody buckle up, get excited, but not too excited. <laughs> it, yeah, you don't want to get too excited. It's great, but not amazing. <laughs> it's all next. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And Dan, are you ready to compete? (laughs) Yes, I am. Yeah, we're going to have a competition of sorts. But really, while crowning the winner is going to be important... Uh, I think it'll be important. Yeah. (laughs) That's really not the That's really why we're here. No, 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 that's not. (laughs) See, I think this is going to be a struggle because Dan is very much focused on winning the competition. Even over and above providing good information. No, not over and above, but it's equal. It's equal. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to have a competition of sorts, and it's going to be about paint, about paint tools. Basically, well, I'll explain it all. Paint can make a huge change in your home. We've established that. We've talked about that over and over and over again. But very quickly, for those of you who don't listen to every single word that drips from my mouth or shoots spews (laughs) from my mouth, uh, painting a room, here's five quick things. Painting a room allows you to personalize the space, right? Personalize it. This is your touch on that space. That's a big deal. It allows you to add value if you're selling the home and don't miss this one. If you're staying, you know, it's it's valuable to, to love the space that you're in. That's value added as well, not just if you're moving. Painting a room can completely change the feeling or the atmosphere of that room, even more so than changing furniture and wall hangings and all of that. Changing the color on the on the walls yeah, absolutely. is a big deal. Painting a room is an easy way to clean and refresh the space. Who doesn't love that? That right. clean and refreshed feeling except people who love living in squalor and filth, then painting is not for you. You're probably not listening. Everybody else, (laughs) painting's nice for that. It's also a great way to dabble in the world of renovation and DIY, right? I mean, you look at all these projects that people tackle, a lot of the times the people who are tackling projects that we look at and think, wow, how did they get there? A lot of those people started by just doing repaints and stuff like that. It's a very nice first step. It's like a gateway. It's a baby step, right? Yeah, baby step into that world. So all of that is why we talk about painting rooms and why that's so important. Now, and it's an added benefit to all of that. It does all of those things, but it does it at a ridiculously low price. It's the biggest bang for the buck possible. Right. That's not just us talking. Designers all over the place, interior designers, architects, you name it, painting contractors, 
people who sell paint, we of course <laughs> all say this, it's the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to projects. Now, right now we know money's tight, and so we thought we'd take these couple of segments, this one and the next one, and show you how you can redo a room as inexpensively as possible. That's the contest. Now here's how it's gonna work. Dan and I have made or, or created a fictional project right. for us to tackle, right? So just to throw it out there so everybody can get their brain around it, it's, it's something that should be familiar to everybody. It's a bedroom. We're yep. painting an imaginary bedroom that's 12 by 12, right, Dan? Yeah, we're painting the walls of this bedroom. Painting the walls, not the furniture, not the floors. Not the ceiling. Not the wall hangings, not the ceiling, not the trim, not the doors. Correct, not Just the, the walls of a 12 by 12 room. We're assuming that this room has a few nail holes that need filling, mm -hmm. but no other huge damage that you've got to work with, right? Yep. We're not making a huge color change. Okay, yep. That's the other ground rule rule that we want to establish. So basically, all in all, it's pretty basic and common project. Now, we're assuming, as we build this up, that you have zero painting tools on hand. So we're right. trying to help you gather everything you need. As starting from zero. Starting from zero, as inexpensively as possible. So we've each made our own selections. Uh-huh. Like... Mine are better. Secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, it's all about winning with Dan. With me, it's about helping people. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, we've made our own selections of the must-have tools for the project, and we focused on things that will produce great results economically. That's our point. We'll address the paint part of the equation at the end. So that's mm -hmm. the big run-up. Now, we broke everything into three different categories. Prep tools. So basically, we're talking things like spackle, sandpaper, primer, tape, things like that, prep tools. Then we focused on applicators. That'll be part two, phase two of our recommendations. That'll be brushes, rollers, basically everything you need to get paint on the wall. And then there's the junk drawer kind of a category, miscellaneous. Weird things that you might not think about that may help the project. I don't know if there's many of these things. We'll find out. <laughs> the fourth category would be the paint, and like I said, we'll address that later. All right, all the groundwork's laid out, so let's start at the beginning of the project with prep work and tools. Now, basically, most of the time, prep work, just to throw that out there, key part of the project, right? Oh, yeah. It's the 90% preparation thing. Yeah, if you don't do this, you end up with bad results down the road. It's very tough to get great results that are long-lasting if you're skipping prep steps. Prep is not fun. It's not the fun part of the work. We get that, but it's the part that really, it's the meat and potatoes part, right? It's the right. part that gets everything. Although meat and potatoes, people do like those. I do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is in food related, you know, It's setting the table, Dan. Okay, it's setting You're not going to be able to enjoy your meal if right. you have to eat Who off. loves eating a steak off the table without implements? <laughs> right, right. Right. The dog, so. but that's about it. So anyway, Prep work usually involves washing the walls, filling the nail holes, doing general patching, taping, you know, masking off the trim, stuff like that, placing down drop cloths, all of that stuff. Prep work, getting the, the space ready for paint. Now, should we start with my recommendations or your recommendations, Dan? Let's start with the loser's recommendations. So that would be you. Okay. <laughs> all about winning. Dan is a very nice boss to work for. He yeah, really lets us know where loser. we stand. Yeah. All right. So Get it over with. <laughs> my recommendations, I'm going to walk through the project as I would tackle it in the space. So I'm going to wash the walls, and I could buy a lot of different cleaners. We have different cleaners that we'd recommend. Spray 9 is a great prep cleaner, TSP, stuff like that. I'm going to go to save some money here 
so I'm not accumulating too much expense right off the bat. I'm going to wash the walls with a gentle detergent, and I'm going to rinse them really well. Make sure. Gentle detergent. So what are you saying? Like Tide? What? <laughs> like a dish detergent. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's gentle. All right. Right. Okay. I'm not going to use Tide Pods well, or anything I, I like that. Well, I just thought maybe you I appreciate that. No. Nope. So a gentle well, dish I... detergent, you know, Dawn dish soap, that would work well. Just really rinse the walls well afterwards. You don't want them a little bit slimy or anything. Don't use tons of Dawn. So wash the walls down, wipe them well. I'm going to fill the nail holes, and I'm assuming that they're normal size nail holes. So I'm going to fill them with toothpaste to save money. Because <laughs> that is something you potentially can do. Mom has done that for years, mm-hmm. and Dan is already frowning on that. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to see what happens. I'm not talking about big nail holes. These are like pinhole nail holes. Okay. All right? I'm filling those nail holes with toothpaste. Uh-uh. If I've got great big nail holes, I'm going to have to get spackle. But I don't want to spend that money because if I'm not going to use the spackle down the road, it's just going to dry in the can. Now I've got. A- I'm going to contest. Okay, I'll okay. get. To, I'll get to that later. That's fine. I'm going to mask off the room after I filled my two nail holes with spat with toothpaste. I'm going to mask off the room, and I am dropping some money here. I'm going to use the frog tape, delicate surface tape, and I'm masking the room off because I'm talking to people who don't paint on a regular basis. You can get by by using a good brush and not have to tape anything off. You know, that so by be, taping off, what are you taping off? I'm taping off the trim. Okay. You know, the, the, the floorboard, the baseboard, and around windows, if I've got any around the door, just to make the process simpler. I'm using frog tape because I really like that. It's 765 a roll for the one inch. I'm going with the one inch. Delicate and surface. Delicate surface, just because I like how that comes off better, and I like how it goes down better. Okay. It's not a crepe paper like the other tapes are. It's a little smoother paper. I just, I just get better results with it. I like it better. We've tested them, and it seems the green frog tape does almost exactly the same thing. Personally, I like the yellow. Price isn't any different. So I'm using the yellow. Frog tape is edge-treated. So if water gets on that edge, it activates this little chemical that's there, and it will seal the edge of the tape, and that's to prevent bleed-through. You know, So the paint bleeding underneath a little bit. So I'm going to put the frog tape on. I'll probably wipe everything down with a damp paper towel. That will activate that edge right away. Then I can paint up to it. I'm still going to paint up to it carefully. Don't assume the tape is going to cover and hide everything or protect everything. Still treat it gently. You know, brush your paint up to it carefully. Don't overlap it a ton. And then I'm going to get the tape off as quickly as I can afterwards. But I think that's going to give me better results. Now, you probably don't need a drop cloth for this project. But if you did decide to use a drop cloth, I'm still debating if I'm going to recommend it or not. I would get a 4 by 15 canvas runner. They're 22 bucks. And you can use Dan, them everywhere. you're already bending the rules. All right. No. I, okay. I'm going to go with the drop cloth. So it, I've got 30 bucks spent on this prep work so part of things. Right. No primers needed because you're not really right. changing a color or doing anything. And like the that. paint will go right over that toothpaste. No, no problem. problem. No problem. And you're applying that with your toothbrush or We're gonna, uh, finger? I'm going to fing- put that in with my finger. Okay. All right, so that's my prep work. Sounds great. What would you do? <laughs> Not that. All right. Um, okay, so uh, same. Uh, the one thing we do have in common is the very first step. Washing the walls? With dishwashing liquid. All right. And a fairly weak solution of it. Okay. You know, I mean, how how dirty does a typical bedroom walls get? Not that bad. Right. So you don't have to go crazy with it. So you get it washed. It's clean. You're good. Now nail holes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm going to recommend that we use the tower light wall spackle. Okay. So you're going to the, spackle. Yep. The little container. And that's the frosting stuff, the real yep. lightweight frosting stuff. Real easy to use. Yep. It's good for deep fills. It doesn't shrink back. Now, we're not going to have deep fills. These are just small nail holes. But you said, oh, the spackle will just dry out. No, it won't. We could talk about it later because I don't know if we'll have time to talk about it now. But there's a way to prevent that from okay. happening. Okay. I would like to know that way. We will find out. Yes. Well, we'll maybe find out. Maybe. We'll put it in the show notes if we don't find out on right. that. Right. So, uh, and I will not apply that with my finger or a toothbrush. I will use a putty knife. Okay. I will use the one and a half inch value flex blade putty knife. So just a plastic one. No, it okay. is, this is the least expensive metal well, one that we metal, sell. Metal, yeah. Very flexible blade? Yes. Okay. Yep. And um, that's $2.75. All right. Um, I'm not going to use a drop cloth. Yeah. I am going to recommend tape, not for all the trim, but just for the baseboard. Okay. I think all the vertical stuff around windows and doors and stuff like that, um, it doesn't take long to become proficient enough that you can brush up to that without having to tape it off. Saves no, a bunch fair. of time. And all you need is a damp cloth, dampen it with water. If you do splatter on the trim, it'll come right off. All right. The tape I'm recommending is one and a half inch 2090 3M blue tape. So basically painter's tape. That's what not the crepe, not the tan stuff. This is the blue stuff. Yeah. Right. Blue painter's tape. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have said blue in front. Yeah. And um so and the part of the reason I'm recommending that is because if you're just doing the baseboards around your room, the majority of the roll will be left over, and it's so good for so many things, labeling things, whatever. That blue tape has got so many uses, it's ridiculous. All right. Yeah, I, I think all of that's good. What, what about the toothpaste? Would, that, would the paint have a problem with that? I don't know. I've no, never okay. done that. Yeah, I've done that plenty of times. So it does work. That sounds I crazy I get what you're me. saying. No, I, I get it. I'm talking small nail holes. If you've got anything that's significant, you know, then I then I, and I'm talking significant, bigger than just like trim nails, you know. Right. Then you'd want to go to spackle. I was thinking smaller stuff. Mom's done it. I've done it. It gets you by. It's one of those gets you by. How much did you spend total on this section? Fifteen dollars and forty-five cents. Right. Fifteen dollars and forty-five cents. I spent thirty dollars because I recommended the drop cloth. Yes. Drop cloth has added value. You'll be using it for years and years for all kinds of things. That's something we need to talk about in detail uh, and, and, as we wrap up this thing. Okay. We'll, we'll see. I once. Think, but that's that's why I threw that, that in there. That I concept. think it's worth it. So I spent 30 bucks. You spent just about 16 Let's take a break right now. West Side listeners, you're going to get news and weather at the bottom of the hour. East Side listeners, you're going to get a Repcolite Rewind. And when we all get back together again, we'll be talking about everything you need to get the paint onto your walls. That's all just ahead. Stick around. And we're back right in the middle of a throwdown. I'm ahead. I'm winning. Good grief. (laughs) You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm here with Dan Altina. And we are head-to-head in trying to... No, we're not. I'm way ahead. You're... Okay. (laughs) Clearly, everybody can sense where Dan's coming from and just the sheer competitiveness of mm. this room. You should smell <laughs> right. the it's sweat and the anxiety, the, and, anxiety the... and the energy in here. Anyway, what we're doing is we're taking a basic room, a, you know, a very common project. We're talking about a fictional 12 by 12 bedroom where somebody is changing the color. You know, Not a dramatic change, but 
changing the color. The wall color. Tr- the wall color, leaving everything else as is. We're not painting the trim. We're not talking about painting the doors or the ceilings or anything like that. We're filling some basic nail holes, things like that. So the, the whole point is to show you how a basic project works, what it looks like, the kind of the work involved, and also the expense to show you that really you can start from having nothing. We're, we're starting with the idea that you've got no tools at all to tackle right. this project, and we're showing you that you can get all of these things and get that room painted for right around, well, I'm not sure exactly where, but it's going to be less than you probably think. And we just went through all the prep work and all the prep tools that we'd recommend, the places we'd cut corners and all of that. Dan has spent $16 of your hard-earned money. $15.45. Exactly. I have spent $30 because I am money bags. I just spend, yeah, spend, spend. right, right. I recommended a drop cloth that Dan did not. Otherwise, we would be right about in the same spot. Now we're going to get to the second section, and that's going to be everything you need to apply the paint. Now, normally, this part of the process looks like this. You've already done all the prep work, so you're ready to go. And generally speaking, you would do the cut-in work on a given wall. You'd brush you know, to the ceiling, You know, get that corner from the wall where your wall meets the ceiling, get your corners, go around your trim and all of that on the base, and then roll that wall while that cut-in is still, is still wet. Yep. Then you'd move and cut in the next wall and then Repeat. roll that. A lot of the times people want to cut in the entire space. Now, I think with Aura, that's what they recommend, Benjamin Moore's Aura. Cut in the entire space first and I, then come back and roll. But in a lot of instances, most of the time we'd say you want to roll into that cut in. Before it's, it's completely dry. Right. And why? Well, it's a better chance of things flowing together and not showing a difference in texture between what's been brushed and what's been rolled. Right, exactly. So all of that, that's typically the work. You roll the paint on your wall. Once that's dry, you're going to go ahead and put your second coat on, right? You're not doing the same cut in to the same extreme that second time in a lot of instances. Right, it's a lot easier, quicker. A lot easier, much faster. All right, so that's basically what a a general paint project is going to look like. What tools do you need? To make this work, Dan, oh, why don't you start uh, with this I one? I get to start this one out. Yeah, you walk us okay, through. Okay, so you're going to need a, a roller a roller cover and a roller pan at the very basic. Right, possibly some extension poles, possibly tray liners. Those are options down the road. Those three things you absolutely got to have. So let's start with roller trays. Oh, and a brush. We didn't talk about yes. brushing. That's the other fourth kind of necessary item. So uh, starting with the top, I chose the roller... F- the roller tray that I chose is the nine inch plastic Wooster roller tray. Okay. Three ninety five. Three ninety five. And tray liners will fit in that, but it's not necessary. It's plastic, you know, whatever. All right. So, so you're going with just disposable kind of. It will it's last not a little disposable. bit. Yeah, right. it's 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 a it's not it's more than disposable. It's and the reason I chose that is because and I did not choose tray liners, just so you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. right off the bat. Because we're just doing one color. We're not going into the next room and using a different color in that room. I don't need to clean this pan out right away and, you know, change it to a different color. Okay. So I'm just going to clean the pan out with water when I'm done with the project. Plastic tray. What did you do for roller frames? I used the 9-inch Wooster Sherlock Pro frame. All right. Which is not the grippy one, It's but it's the heavy-duty one. It's got the heavy-duty... Gotcha. Shank on it. Yeah, we got to clarify for everybody out there. There's a Wooster Sherlock frame has retaining clips on the end of it. So you can put your roller cover on and it will grip it. 
and it will not let it walk its way off is what it's called. A lot of the times, if you've ever worked with a cheaper frame, you especially if you've used it for multiple projects. Yeah, it gets weak and and, as far as holding that roller exactly, cover Exactly, and that cover will start to work its way off as you roll the wall, and then you got to kind of mush it back down with your palm. Then you get paint all over your hands or whatever. It's a pain in the neck. The Wooster Sherlock frame will lock it in place. The only way to get it off is to whap it like on a barrel edge or something yeah. where the roller cover It'll will actually right shoot off. off into the barrel. And, and it's got a heavy-duty shank that allows you to do that whacking without damaging the frame. Now, that's not the one you recommend. I had, you recommend right. the step down. Right, which has the heavy shank but doesn't have the little grippy thing that holds the Saves the you a few on. bucks. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that, that, that is roller nine ninety five. High-quality frame. Yep. So the roller cover I choose is the 9-inch Wooster Micro Plush 3-8 cover. Good for whether it's flat paint all the way to satin sheen, leaves a nice smooth finish, holds a lot of paint. It's probably the my go-to for the best quality finish. Now, I think a roller cover is something that a lot of people tend to try to cut corners on. It, it's one of those strange ones where you buy the paint, you'll get good paint, and I'm going to just, maybe I'll go somewhere and buy some cheap, you know, get three covers for two bucks or something like that, three bucks. It's just the craziest way to try to save money because that applicator, the brush, the roller cover, are literally what determines how nice that paint looks on your wall. I mean, that's How much huge. you're putting on. You might have to put a second, third coat on if you use a cheap roller cover. Right. There's so many things that that roller cover is responsible for. A good look and applying the paint at the right pace, the right rate. And honestly, you can get a really good cover. The one Dan's talking about is what? Four? It is uh, four twenty-five. Four twenty-five. You're going to get a cheap one. I mean, really, you're not going to find one for less than a buck. So you're saving a couple dollars, three dollars and twenty cents. Creating a bunch of frustration. Really not worth it. So really, of all the things, you know, one of the things to take away from all of what we're talking about, if you only take a handful of things away from this, take away this. Don't skimp on your roller cover. It's just not the place to save money. And then the other thing I would add is this is one of the items on my list that is really not reusable. You know, some people might think that, oh, I'll clean that roller cover out. You will have to use like an ocean's worth of water. And even then, it probably won't be completely clean. You go to use it again someday yeah. in the future, and you're not going to like the way it turns yeah, out. Yeah, never use it again for finish paint, for sure. Right, maybe primer, maybe. but even then, you know. It's the, just not worth the effort and the work. The time it takes to clean it out, and then to get it done right, it's not worth cleaning out. So that's a disposable item. All right, so brushes, what do you got for that? Okay, for the brush, I chose a 2.5-inch Wooster FTP, which stands for For Today's Paints. That's what that acronym stands for. That's a Chinex bristle brush. Um, that is fifteen ninety five. So that's my biggest ticket item. How big is that brush? Two and a half inches. Two and a half inches. So that's maybe larger than some people might feel comfortable with that aren't familiar with painting. But really, it's the the butter zone. It's the sweet spot. You know, any smaller, and you're spending too much time cutting and too much time dipping into the the bucket of paint. You know, the larger the brush, obviously, the more paint it holds. Now, incidentally, when you dip the brush into the bucket, the right way to fill it. Yeah, you can slap it against the side. That's difficult when the container is full, Yeah, obviously, right? Yes, it's messier. And so the- you can still slap it all over the place. <laughs> right, you can slap really it against messy. the wall. <laughs> no, but what, what we're saying is a lot of the times people want to, it's what we all do. It's what we see on, I mean, all the way cartoons. Everywhere you think you see somebody fill a brush, they dip it into the bucket, and then they 
basically squeegee off all the paint by. And I have to admit that a lot of times I will do that. At least one side of the brush, I will do that. It depends on the what detail. What exactly doing, but right. a, a really good way to fill it, if when the container is you know half full or so, dip it in and you just swing it around you side to side. Slap it on there. the sides. Yeah, and yeah. just leave, leave the paint on. So you're recommending the Wooster FTP two and a half inch brush for 15 something. Chinex bristle, by the way, yep. is really great for re- releasing the paint and cleaning. The cleanup of a Chinex bristle brush, you just almost have to experience it to believe it. How much of that you, you know typically a roller a brush you can't get all the paint out of it mm-hmm. chinex bristle just lets the paint off when it's time to clean it really well yeah th- those are really cool i'm going to talk about that when i get to my stuff a minute too is there anything else that you would recommend for that is the my that part? is my core list right there i have some alternatives that we can get all to right. with the other stuff but. okay so i don't know if we did this the smart way the wrong way i didn't want to interrupt I just let you go through your thing. So I'm going to go you. through mine. Um, anywhere that there's differences, we'll, oh, we'll talk about them. Did you want my total Not of yet. that? I okay. want that at the end. Oh, okay. All right. So roller trays, you went with the plastic. I chose to go with the metal. And simply because the plastic is really only cheaper by a couple of bucks. And I can get the metal and it'll last years and years and years and years. It'll rust. Mine won't rust. Okay. I've got That's true. But the I've got both. And the plastic one has lots of little broken pieces on the little edges and stuff like that. The metal ones are fine. They're not rusting. I don't know. That's what I would recommend. I'm also recommending a couple of tray liners. So the tray that I picked was 465 The tray liners, 238 Yes, I don't need the tray liners. I just like it for ease of cleanup. And it's inexpensive. So I'm getting that. Now, we talked about the roller frames. And you went with... The pro frame. The pro frame. I'm actually going with the cheap old roller frame. And uh, I guess the reason I'm doing that, it's three bucks, very inexpensive. It's nothing to write home about. You know, this is not an amazing tool, but it will get the job done. I've had mine for years and years. They're all hanging up in the basement. Really don't have that many real world issues with them. I'm not doing tons of painting. If you do tons of painting or you're starting projects where I'm going to be doing multiple rooms, I would do exactly what Dan recommended and go to something that's going to be a, a longer lasting tool. I'm going to be doing a room and maybe in a couple years or maybe at the end of the year, I'll do another room. This, If I'm really trying to save money, I can get by with this cheaper roller frame. I would skip the fancy extension pole. The frame that Dan got, you can get a Wooster extension pole. And it's really nice to have an extension pole to work even when you might not think you need that. You know, Maybe you'll just get up on a ladder to get that last little bit. Having a two to four foot extension pole like what you can get for the one that Dan's got, uh, it's a Wooster. The Sherlock pole. Sherlock pole. It snaps onto that frame. It doesn't just screw on. You can get a threaded on version, but you can also just snap it in place and it locks that frame in place so it doesn't work its way loose. Right. And it's not constantly, you know, unthreading as you work. I would just skip that. If you're trying to save money, the frame that I'm recommending will fit right on like a push broom, the, the handle of a push okay. broom or something like that. Right. It's a cheap way to go. At least you've got that extension pole available to you. Roller covers, I do exactly what Dan recommended. Uh, the micro plush, I think that's a great way to go. Said everything I want to say about that. The brushes, we're honestly almost on the identical page, but I, rather than the Wooster one, I'm recommending the Corona Excalibur. They're both Chinex filaments, Chinex bristles, so they clean up really easily. The Corona Excalibur brushes are on sale right now. 
Uh-huh. That's why I'm doing that. Oh, are you using the sale price in your calculation? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that is not fair. So and if you come, you can get a two and a half inch for fourteen thirty five. That's not fair. Dan's price. That's and yes, not fair. That's what people like Dan do when they lose. <laughs> they I'm gonna, cry. I quit. Unfair. Exactly. I quit. No, I'm out of here. Great brush. Dan mentioned the cleanability <laughs> of that. I've got one quick story, and then we'll take a break on this section, and then wrap this all up in the next little bit here. But um. I had a Corona Excalibur rush and I was painting something black. I don't remember what I was painting, just a small little thing in the house. I had the Excalibur brush, painting it black. The kids are hollering in the other room. The kids are very little at this point. And my daughter Tessa is just in everybody's business. And you know, so they're all yelling at Tessa, I gotta solve this problem. So I rinse it under the water at the sink for about 40 seconds, just quick. Cause I just didn't wanna leave dripping paint on the counter, right? So I'm rinsing this black paint out of this Chinex filament, Chinex bristle brush, literally 40 seconds, 45 seconds. I put it on the, you know, spin it dry a little bit, put it on the counter. I didn't, I'm going to come back and clean it later, really get it clean. This is my first time really using one of these brushes. I walk away, solve whatever problems I got to solve, come back and the brush is gone. Can't find the brush. Where's the brush? I'm looking through the house. I find Tessa who is, I don't know, two, three years old. She is painting with my brush, my <laughs> wet paintbrush, my white fabric chairs. Oh, no. In the living room. White fabric. Why do we buy it? I have no idea. But she's painting it with this brush that had black paint in it. Not a speck of paint on those chairs. Wow. It had rinsed clean, that clean, in that quick little try. So the Chinex brush is going to save you a ton of time, whether you go with the Corona Excalibur, which are on sale till the end of July. So you can go to any Repcolite store. You can get the two inch for eleven thirty six, two and a half inch for fourteen thirty five. That's a savings of like seven to nine dollars per brush off the retail. That's price. cheating, so, in my opinion. One last really thing I want to just say about the 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 China Bristle, though. You know, when you're done with the project, you've you've done that last roller full. Ah, I'm done. No, you still have to clean up. And to use a conventional brush, it's just such tedious, takes twice as long. Oh, yeah. People end up chucking them. half as well, right. They chuck them. And this is the kind of tool that you will have for years and years and years. I've got these hanging in the basement. If you rinse them out, wrap them in paper towels so they keep their form or put them back in the sleeve that they came in, they'll keep their shape. And, yeah, you will use them for years and years. It's definitely not wasting money. That's what I'd recommend. I spent roughly 30 bucks on this segment. $37.10. $37.10. So we're going to tally those up, and we're hitting the the final stretch here. We're going to focus on the last things, the, the junk drawer stuff, and then we'll talk about the paint. That's all in the last segment. That's just ahead. Stick around. back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore, and we're in the final leg of our race, our competition, Dan, to help people do a room in their house for as inexpensively as possible. That was our goal with paint. Paint the walls of the room as inexpensively as possible. Starting with nothing. Starting with nothing. We threw out the idea of a 12 by 12 bedroom that needed minor, you know, basic prep work done, not making a big color change. We've walked you through the prep tools that you would need. We walked you through all the applicators that you would need. And so far, if you miss those, you're going to have to just go back and catch them. But so far, Dan has spent $53, roughly, a little bit less than that, of your money, and I've spent $60. That's wasteful, Dan. I know. Now we got to get to the last thing, the junk drawer items, the miscellaneous. Uh-huh. Are there anything that you, any items you would add 
Yeah, and, and it's just one. Okay. The snap blade knife, the small snap blade knife, dollar okay. twenty five. So what would you want that for? What on everything normal- and anything? Not for this project, but you're at the paint store anyway. You, the snap blade knives are just so handy. What, when true. can you yeah, not there's use one? Always a use for that. And pick one up for a buck and a quarter and put it in your junk. Tool. All right, so that puts you at just under fifty five bucks total. Yeah. All right. I, the only thing I would have, I don't even know that I'd add it, but it's an interesting thing. It's something you kind of got me hooked on. It's using tin foil rather than wrapping. Like if I'm get done with my brush and I don't want to clean it out and I'm maybe going to do more painting tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to wrap it in plastic. That's what I used to do. You wrap it in tin foil. Yeah. And it actually works better. Yeah, it's completely impervious to you know air getting in. All right. So that would be something in this instance for a typical room. By the time you've rolled all of the walls you've got all the way around the room most of the time you can just go right right around again with your second coat there's right. not a lot of waiting in between if you do have waiting tinfoil really good way to go to get you your stuff so i'm still at 60 bucks you're at 53 all that's left we could talk about the paint we'll, can we we'll, talk about who won first <laughs> we want to talk about the value because oh, there's yeah, yeah. you do have a number of things and i've got a number of things that you can Use from job to job. These are right. you know, first expense. You've got to buy them, but once you've got them, they're not disposable. Some of them are, some of them aren't. The only really thing that's totally disposable on my list is the roller cover. Everything else, you know, I'm using some of the tape, not mm-hmm. all. I'm using some of the spackling, not all. All the rest of How it is How are you saved. keeping the spackling uh, uh, wet, moist, not drying out? You said you, you have, have to, to make sure, you know, they have these lids with the, with the little groove in it. And so when, you, you, when you're using the, the spackling, you're scraping off the excess onto the rim of that yeah. cup. Well, that gets clogged up in that groove of the lid. And you can't get the lid on all the way, and then it dries out. out. Yeah, so you use a putty knife to scrape out the inside of that groove and and not have a goober on the very top rim of the – and it'll last forever. Right. I have five years old. Well, I've got goobers all over the place. Well, you're just So that's not probably my problem. That, right? Yep, nope, i got to do better with that, so that will keep that stuff good. And, yeah, basically you can get an entire room done – for about a hundred to hundred and fifty bucks, you know, we yep. spent fifty three. I spent sixty. Figure another sixty dollars for a gallon of paint, depending on what you pick. Could be less, could be more. Right. We've got all kinds of different products in the store that would work. Just swing out to any Repcolite store. We can help you find something that will fit your budget and get that room done. But really, a hundred and fifty bucks at the high end. Really, right. Start from nothing. And a half a day's time. Half a day's time. Huge, huge improvement in your space. And then you've got these tools that you can use on a future project. And you've got some skills that you've really started to pick up. So definitely, if you're thinking about tackling a project, it is within your reach. Swing out to any Repcolite store, and we can help you figure out everything you need to know. All right. Who won, Dan? Who won? I just need to know. Dan, you are the winner. (laughs) It's very clear. The people have spoken. Yes, right. That makes you happy. Yeah, I'm I'm on cloud nine. All right. Exactly. That's all (laughs) I was looking for. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure you win. (laughs) That's important. And make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hanson. And I'm Dan Altina. Thanks for listening.